Welcome back to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. Today on the pod, we riff with a client, which doesn't happen very often, yet these two are too cool to not get on the pod, to hear straight from the heart from the founders of Harmonic Arts, Angie and Yarrow are both partners in life and partners in the business. They actually met in school and have transported their lives from Alberta to the coast of British Columbia, where they are truly integrated into the land, into the plants, into how they show up to serve in a bottle that may be in your kitchen with a label that says Harmonic Arts is literally what they live and breathe every day. You can tell on the outset when working with them that that is what their lives are like. And so I simply had to ask them to jump on the mic to have a conversation of their worlds. And I really hope you enjoy this one. Angie and Yaro, welcome to the pod. I am so grateful to have time to talk to you away from the world of work. Hi, Steph. Thanks for having us today. Yeah, we're, we're excited to be here. Well, I feel so grateful to be in the conversations that we have been at the Corker Co. with Harmonic Arts and with your beautiful team and to understand from founders your deep commitment to your people as well as to your product in the world. And I think that it's easy to find an exterior message about harmonic arts and we love it and they're in our cupboards and yet unveiling what happens with the founders to create that product feels like something really special. So that's why I was so excited to riff with you. And I wanted to uncover the origin of harmonic arts and the origin of of the two of you, of how you came together and chose that your life's vocation would be which I understand is not in totality, one part harmonic arts. We essentially met through our schooling and our education program. So we knew right off the hop that we had common interests. So um, we had that going for us and we both can really hustle and work and make life manifest. And so in knowing that we decided that we might as well manifest something that is to our hearts, desire and content. And so that was herbalism, of course, naturally. Yeah, and within that, uh, we found that a lot of people are aspiring herbalists or aspiring healers or want to support their own health, yet they don't always have the tools. And so mm. our job as a what we consider a medicine bridge was to bring tools, to bring access, mm. to bring connection, to maybe bring some unique formulations to support people in their journey in herbalism. Mm. Yeah, I think that we've been a vessel for that mission the whole time. And it's as soon as we gave it life, it was just a matter of running to keep up because that life wanted to happen and wanted to be birthed. And so we allowed that to come through us and the call was answered. Yeah. It was like a gazelle moving through the forest, (laughs) (laughs) starting from a farmer's market to a facility, to another one, to another one, seven times we've moved now as a business into where we are, um, you know, which is quite a bit bigger team, 40 plus people, 13,000 square feet of warehouse. Uh, Yeah. Much different from, where we initially seeded this this plant. Yeah, we honestly thought that we'd be 
in our kitchen with our creations the whole entire journey. <laughs> and that as long as we were doing what we loved, we would be okay with that. And yet there was so much more to it. And had we known what we were in for, we always joke that we probably wouldn't have jumped in based on what it asked of us, but we're so glad we have, like, we don't, we mm. don't have any regrets in that respect. That's been amazing, Julie. Oh gosh, it's so timely. I am currently in Squamish, the unceded territory of the Squamish people, and our farmers markets have just begun. And you've just given me a whole new light to walk that farmers market and realize the people that are here could one day be managing teams of many people in many large facilities. And from a farmer's market, you just never know what can grow. I want to come back though, to something that you said, which might be my current favorite oxymoron, Angie, you said with hustle and manifestation, I think we can often think manifestation means you put it out in the universe and you sit back and you have brought them together. So what does that mean for you? And what has it looked like for you in your whole life? I think having an unwavering, connection to my vision, which essentially is my love and my passion and my purpose mm -hmm. allows me to take every step that's in front of me towards that direction. And so mm -hmm. that's, that's what I've done my whole life. And it's what I continue to do. And so I have this understanding of what the greatest creation is that I can achieve. And so I just keep moving forward in that direction, step by step, I just look down at the next step in front of me, and I don't really look up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Now, Yarrow, I want to know what it's like to be married to that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll say sometimes I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm the doer. I'm the operations manager sometimes. <laughs> and she's holding that, like, where are we going with the next thing and making sure that I'm tying my shoelaces the whole way along. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> That's so, so beautiful. Cook in the kitchen, I'll say. Um, more visionary, more creative, more bending space and time to create a vision that is something a little more complex and deeper, but might have more impact. So that's that's been kind of our back and forth is Angie's creating actual breakdown steps. And I'm like, how can we make this even more complicated, <laughs> more uh, value orientated? Yeah. And so together we kind of understand what the recipe is that we're working on. And then I'm feeding him as we go and then cleaning up on the other side. Right. Mm -hmm. and, then he, and then he's kind of just like, like he said, bending space and time. He's a mover and a shaker that way. And I cannot believe how he can make things happen in the mm -hmm. short period of time that we have. Yeah, magic. Well, I didn't know that we'd go here right away yet. I can't help it that if you follow either of you on social or even the beautiful graphics that come out of Harmonic Arts, you have a garden and a homestead. You have something so outside of the facility that just makes me swoon. So can we speak about how you together also are planting seeds literally in your homeland and what that means and how does that really marry you know, the passion and the, and the time that you devote to the business? Well, I think first off, it's really important to have relationship with the plants that we're working with. And mm. so even if I don't have a whole crop of Vitex berries that I'm growing for the company, I need to have one that I'm, 
understanding on a deep, intimate level in order to know how to work with it and how it can be offered on a greater platform for people. And so mm -hmm. that's really important. So we kind of have one of everything going on here. It's a real permaculture kind of feel. And we envision a harmony with all of that plant life and wildlife here that's surrounding us. And so there is a real relationship dynamic going on with all of the things that are planted here. And we often have food and medicine on the forefront, but I'm also uh, have a bit of an obsession with beauty and mm -hmm. there are uh, an abundance of flowers here as well. Mm -hmm. oh, and Yara, what does this mean for you and your vision? Well, the way the world's gone, a lot of us have a digital reality that we spend a lot of time in. And so to me having, um, I'll say the fractal geometrical patterns and sounds and feelings of being out in the natural world really re-embodies that sort of traditional wisdom within myself, my soul that wants to come out. So to be out here on land and be creating alongside the land and watching the seasons and listening to the animals and seeing the plants grow, all of that uh, is a fuel to nourish at a deeper level. So for me, that's been a huge part of this is just also embodying and being active, mm -hmm. right? And, and continuing that process. So I'm not one that loves to go for runs and jogs. I'm one that loves to physically use my hands to manifest things of beauty. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think also just to touch on being a vessel again, when we're out in harmony and in communion with nature, that is when all of the inspiration for our work comes through. So it's essential for us to continue carving out the direction and crafting that which we're, we're creating out in the world, that we are deeply connected with land because that is essentially where it all comes from. Yeah, I, I would even add to essential for all people to just to make sure that we we carve out for ourselves some kind of physical nourishment practice mm. and the easiest way to do that is make it something you love to do mm -hmm. <laughs> we love to be on the land and with the land yeah yeah magic do you mind sharing the geographical area that you currently reside and i can't help but ask with all of my curiosity, where have you come from? And was this something that you've been like in you since you were we or, or did you make different choices to land where you have landed? Well, we both grew up in the foothills of the Rockies in, in ah. every area. I am originally from BC and we currently reside within the Comox Valley, north of Courtney. We're nestled right in between a marsh and some beautiful old fir tree forest. And so there is quite a an epicenter for the wildlife to come here to this watering hole and the opportunity to observe that and the sequence of which nature unfolds season upon season is is really a phenomenal thing to observe so yeah I think we moved out to the island wanting to grow things and in mm. in Alberta based on the climate and the things we wanted to grow we had to beg it and here we mm. have to come back so it was a really special choice to be here in the rainforest because it's so mm. lush and abundant. Right, Ed, um, this is the unceded territory of the Comox First Nations, Apache people, and really rich history here of like abundance. This is one of the most abundant lands on the planet. If you were to determine mm. wealth as ability to have time to be creative outside of your survival needs, you would consider this the most abundant place on, on, on earth. So for us too, part of that, the abundance of mushrooms, which I was really into, and the abundance of seaweed, which Angie was really into, helped also steer us in this direction. There's an abundance of, I'll say, chi or energy here that feels really 
wonderful to be around and helps support our overall desire for what we want to do on this planet. Oh gosh, I'm so inspired. It's like I have a mushroom man and a kelp queen and together <laughs> you have, you know, gardens of beauty. I'm in awe. I mean, for our listeners, if to know Canada is to know that coming from the foothills in Alberta is couldn't be further from where you are now. You come from very cold tundra terrain, which is also beautiful. I mean, when the sun shines there, it's magic. Mm. And those big open sky nights, it's beautiful, yet it's very different than island life. And yeah. Yeah. yeah and it is, it is a very special life and creation here. It's a lot of work. Yes. You know, like we are up early in the morning and don't stop till late at night. So it is, we are quite the busy bees in our life. And as wonderful and magical as we have the opportunity to live in this, it definitely going back to that manifestation and hustle requires that or has asked that of us to give up a lot of time and energy towards Mm -hmm. that direction. Yeah. Well, that's exactly where I was going to go is that it's easy. And Yarrow, it's so beautiful. You know, wealth is having the time to create. Yet it's not lost on me that in order to honor the land and nourish the land and be in the land as you are, you don't get to just take off for a month and leave and go somewhere else when it's rainy season. And so I'm wondering, how do you take care of yourselves? And how do you honor all of the days, because really, I mean, Sunday is a Wednesday and, and everything in between for you when you have land like you do. So what does that look like for your lives? Well, I used to joke that Labor Day was the busiest day. People are taking holidays. It's like, but, but, you know, I also, I really blur the difference between work and play. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think that everything we do in life like I feel a lot of the time it's it's easy to lease out time to somebody else's agenda and sometimes we have to do that but as long as we are doing something that brings us energy while we're doing that then that's part of our play so that can be part Mm -hmm. of our leisure as much as it's part of our work so here we're working all the time on this but also on our business and on all the other things we're, we're trying to inspire and create in the world because a lot of that's education on youtube and these types of things and, it, and it's play at the same time. Mm. Like we're doing a herb conference right now and it's play. There are lots of work in there. But so part of the nourishment is that. And the other part is like what I would just call Shavasana, which is take mm. time to sit. I have a, a sit spot that I'll go and sit and just kind of build energy there or go for a walk through the forest. Um, things that are really close and easy, bike rides, this type of activity yeah is is important too Um, but making sure that the time that is invested in work for me has always been something that engages and inspires and builds energy too and it's not an exhaustive process that is key to maintaining a busy work life (laughs) before we we created harmonic arts we were busily working and exhausting ourselves and that is why we chose then to move it into the towards the direction of our passion it continually fuels us because we're constantly in love with everything that we're doing and even with our three younger children that we're still raising you know it's a lot of cooking and cleaning and yet there's so much joy in that because I see the impact of their good nourishment and Mm -hmm. our presence and just that commitment is rewarding. And so Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think just reaping the rewards and recognizing them. And then also recognizing, as Yaro said, when rest is required. And so I know Yaro is the master of the power nap. He can do it in 15 minutes and then just be recharged. And I've really been trying to do that in my own way because it's okay to stop and mm -hmm. just stare out the window. And it doesn't take long before the energy can kick back in. But unless I stop and give that to myself, it keeps continuing to be a drain. So just mm -hmm. noticing when I need to top up and then honoring that. I'll add to like, you're speaking to the intuition side of rest and relaxation too. And that's something that's really powerful is to know yourself and know your limits and know where you're at like 80%. Okay. Downgrade for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Now I'm back at hundred percent. Okay. Instead of going, I'm all the way down to 30% and I need a break so bad that I'm going to fall over. That, that is where people get themselves in trouble, both in chronic disease states, but also in just like mental health and energy management. Mm -hmm. We get into larger cycles of, of manic depression or ups and downs. It's, it's like learning to calibrate when you're still okay. It, mm -hmm. It's key to that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I don't know how this relates mentally, yet physically, I was aware that when we get to 60% capacity, so we have 40% in the reserve, our brains tell us that we're tapped, stop. So if you're mm -hmm. running, I feel tired, you have 40% capacity left, which you could look at and say is so much, you know, our bodies really are hanging on to so much. Yet, what does that feel like in your brain or in your body when you feel that tapped? And we've, in some respects, feel like this culture that's like, how far down can we really drain it? before we come back up. And that hurts my heart. I'm like, why? The bathtub of, of life and vitality is not meant to be drained, like add bubbles. We want to keep this going. It's here for you. You know, Wouldn't you rather be at like 80 to hundred percent all the time. Yes. Just like yes. constantly trying to pull yourself back up from that 40%. Yeah. No, no. I'm going to switch gears a little bit because you alluded to your three younger children. And I am a part of a really interesting project right now with Seth Godin. It's a global gathering. It's called the Carbon Almanac. And he has brought together thousands of people to raise the conversation on what he's calling Generation C. It's Generation Carbon. And it impacts everyone and every generation is a part of it. And one of the um, avenues this project has taken is for children. It's the Carbon Almanac for kids. And I do want to share one of the really interesting questions that was recently submitted from a six-year-old in Ontario. He said, what will the polar bears eat if we continue to deplete all of their resources? And I just think if those are the questions six-year-olds are asking, what are the questions that us as adults really, really need to be asking? And I wanted to then push that to the two of you to just say, what is it like raising children in the conscious state that you are, in the way that you are choosing to live your life and bringing them along for the ride? And how has that differed from perhaps your own childhood or how you know many other families, rightfully so, doing the best they can in their way. Just what does that look like for Team Yarrow and Angie? I think first of all, there's been a lot of surrender because the world that we are in is something that we're aspiring to regenerate to a mm -hmm. level of what I hope that my children will be living in one day. And yet also surrendering to the fact that it is where it's at right now and that there's going to be some struggles that I'm going to witness them walk through that 
isn't what I had in mind when we decided to start a family. So there's a lot mm -hmm. of surrender involved in my ideals versus the reality. And in that is also letting go of them to walk in this world and be in this world. And what I'm seeing, though, through the practices that we share within our household is that they're then able to show up with certain ways of, of life that are regenerative and or reciprocated with the earth in a way that we envision as a world that can be. So mm. it's sometimes heartbreaking and it's always beautiful, but there's a lot of surrender. Mm. 100%. We grew up in a generation that didn't have the internet. And, and even just that alone, mm. to see that such a normalized part of, mm -hmm. of all experiences, you know, not letting fears jump on us. Like, oh, what's my son doing on the computer? And meanwhile, he's like, he's researching things and crafting things. And if, if we've engaged in a way that teaches them how to learn mm. and, or inspires them to want to learn um, mm -hmm. versus putting that down, then it, then it really lets them unfold their own beautiful flower. That's kind of um, what we're starting to see is each one of our children are so unique and so individual. We are not their teachers anymore. We are examples of how to show up and it's up to them to choose whether or not they're going to follow that. But if we can create the space that they can find the resources and teachers that they need to follow their own passion, well, they're going to come up with really cool and original ideas. And there are things that we would never think of that are always going to add to the current narrative in a more powerful and impactful way than if we regurgitate our philosophy and story and, and try to make them little mini-me's. It just doesn't work yeah. <laughs> in the past, I don't think, for any generation. But yeah, in particular yeah. now, there's a lot more yeah. access to knowledge forms. Yeah. Well, I ask about the younger generation and thank you so much for sharing because I always wonder how it impacts our generation and what our wish is for the people of our time. So the people that can make an impact right now of how we're choosing to run our businesses, of how we're choosing to start families or be in community and, and be in relationship with the land and with each other. And so I wonder if you could each just share one wish that you have for our generation for this moment in time right now? My one wish would be hope that, that mm. hope is something that is ever present and never goes away because there is so much potential and mm. especially what I'm seeing in our own children and younger generations, what they're bringing forward mm. is such great intentions and mm. understanding and capacity and knowledge and wisdom that I believe with my whole soul that there is going to be beautiful results moving forward as we're kind of pendulum swinging back to center and bringing harmony back into balance within our planet. Mm, yeah. Well, this current moment in time, um, I see a lot of disconnect from action and from thought and idealism. Uh, so embodied wisdom in that would be something for me. But I also see that we're, we're dealing with this massive um, reconfiguring of community and of relationship to each other. And so my hope and wish would be that that expands and continues to expand in concentric rings like a tree to relationship to place, to relationship to history, to culture, to interspecies connection and communication, which we're learning more and more about. We start to appreciate that more, that it's not just about um, race and gender anymore. It becomes about 
like this whole planet like what are what are the what do the squirrels need what do the polar bears need what are what do each plant need and how can we be in a reciprocity relationship and appreciation for their voices too so expanding this in in bigger rings um, would be my my hope and wish for our generation and those moving forward what do the squirrels need might be the sweetest place to begin I love that. I love that so much. Uh, when the clock ticks, we end with one final question and I promised you to give you a choice. And that can be, will you share either one juicy goal that you have for yourselves or the business in 2022? Or would you share what is currently making your heart beat faster? Currently, because we just put out our impact report, what's making my heart beat faster is that over the last seven, eight years, we've been giving money to the Cumberland Community Forest to help buy back land. That's why we're based in Cumberland. And the impact, we've now given $63,000 to them as of another 11000 this year. And this is all directly from our support of our community that have invited our products into their space. And we do a 1% for the planet with this process. And mm -hmm. it just it's amazing to see our community vote up to 63 grand right now. So that's that's yeah. the one piece. I'm and this is buying forest land that's just amazingly beautiful and so nourishing rich. That's amazing. And I think my big goal for next year is to see our products land into the hands of people that will have such a great healthy impact on them that they will then feel the desire to reciprocate that which nature has shared with them in return with land. So full circle environmental goals from product to planet. All I can say is thank you. I'm so glad that there are leaders like you that exist, that care to do the work that you're doing and that care to do it the way that you were choosing to do it. And it's not lost on me. What an enormous choice it is. So I'm going to include hyperlinks in the show notes so that people know where to find you and get all of the other information that might be more, dare I say, the obvious questions. But I really appreciate you engaging in a conversation of the not so obvious and giving light to finding beauty, feeding squirrels, and thinking about one another in more concentric circles together. I'm inspired. Thank you so much. Thank you, Steph. It was a really great time having a conversation with you. Thank you so much.